The Jack of All Nerds is recorded by a live studio audience. Making your way in the world today. It's 8 p.m., kiddies, and you know what that means. Electroshock therapy time. <laughs> no, it's the Jack of All Nerds show. Broadcasting from inside Arkham Asylum here on the Chaotic Radio Network. Get ready to talk about comics, books, movies, gaming, pop culture, cosplay, and a bunch of other nerd stuff. Personally, I'd rather have the electroshock therapy, but then again, I'm a homicidal maniac. <laughs> ah, well, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I don't know what happened right then. You okay? That was weird. Yeah, lost the voice <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I'm the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me, as always, the Furiosa to my Mad Max, Ooh. Derek Murray. <laughs> She was awesome, so I'm okay with this. Good. Yeah. Good. And Charlize Theron is gorgeous. Yes. So and, um, and I, I, guess... I don't know if I match it. Am I gorgeous, Mike? Did you just call me gorgeous? Did you hit on me? Uh, no? Yeah, okay. Know. All right, cool. We'll work out later. It's cool. It'll work. <laughs> wow, the chemistry guys. And the uh, <laughs> I guess our immortal Joe in the booth. <laughs> John Edis. Wow, nice, thanks. Yeah. I'll I'll find out what that means like tomorrow. Oh, when you I will. Actually oh see yeah. It. yeah. You're gonna hate that he just called you a mortal Joe tomorrow. Uh, but will I be surprised? No, no not, no, at, no, all. not, not even, at all. Not even. You'll, you'll okay. watch the movie and be like, "Yep, that's exactly who they would have picked for me." Yeah, yeah that, that, that's right. Fantastic! Can't wait for the meme. Uh, and listeners out there, uh, if you're a diabetic, you may want to leave the room at this time because our in-studio guest tonight is pretty sweet. Act. I know those. Those terrible. Good lord, Mike. We have been on air for two minutes. Mm-hmm. You need to slow your roll yeah, just a little really bit. No, no, I can I can make that joke because I'm diabetic, so it's okay. <laughs> it's, my people are cool with it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so actress Santana Dempsey. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for being here with us this evening. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. Good, good. See, she's fine with it. I'm she's just totally laughing at the stupidity of it, I think. <laughs> I just didn't know it was going to be related to me. <laughs> I didn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sets some a brain work sometimes. So. <laughs> Welcome to the rabbit hole. <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. And we are glad to have you. So tonight, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about you. So that's going to be fun. Uh, because we've just met you, so I there's have so many questions. Uh, <laughs> like, who are you? And... <laughs> Uh, but where where can people find out more information about you or follow you on social media? Yeah, so my handle, I learned this recently, um, is just my name. It's at Santana, S-A-N-T-A-A. I can't even. So that's what I do. So my name, Santana, S-A-N-T-A-N-A-D-E-M-P-S-E-Y. And I really love Instagram and I love Facebook. And we were just having a whole conversation about Twitter. I'm trying to get better. So, yeah, go follow me on Twitter. Outstanding. So, all right. Well, before we get uh, further into that, I guess let's uh, get our sponsors out of the way, shall we? Let's do it. This is Derek's favorite part of the night. Oh, awesome. Excited to hear. Yes. Uh, First off, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Conveniently located (laughs) off the two tent. Wow. She she enjoyed that as well. Uh, (laughs) Conveniently located off the two tent freeway. 
at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etiwanda Roadhouse, Roadhouse has nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So for more information, visit them on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> And the dinner detective enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. The dinner detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. For more information, visit www.thedinnerdetective.com. And if you're purchasing tickets for the Ontario, California location, use the promo code CRIME to get a $5 discount. And, of course, Four Color Fantasies comic book store located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. For more information, visit fourcolorfantasies.com. That's with the number four. Or on Facebook at uh, forward slash 4CF Rancho. Uh, it's a beautiful store, guys. Uh, we say this every time. If you yep. haven't been there and you live in this area or don't, just come <laughs> down. Make the drive. It's um, worth it. It's a great store. I know for free comic book day, they had, you know, three, 4,000 people stroll through there. And a lot of those people drove Quite yeah. a distance just to be there, but they have lots of great collectibles, all your comic book needs, and they do a lot of cool events throughout the year, all uh, comic book related. So check them out. And that's sponsors. We didn't, we need to like uh, get some music for that or something. <laughs> Two years in, and we haven't we haven't <laughs> sorted that out. Can you just hum something, John? <laughs> okay, no, never mind. I can't. Can you just hum <laughs> something? <laughs> What about you, Derek? What do you got? I've, I've got nothing. I can't demonstrate my love for 90s cheesy pop and do Roadhouse in the same segment. It's way too much pressure. Okay. It's too much to ask. Fair enough. Well, we would record it and just play it in the background. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, yes. I will do a 90s cheesy pop medley for you. Yes! Actually, didn't the Flux Capacitors give us something they just had, haven't used They it? had offered to, but we have not taken them up on it, and we're fools for not doing so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So let's uh, we'll we'll have uh, our people call their people and we'll make that happen. Uh, let's well, move thank on you. to our to, people call their people. Yes. I like that. Uh, so it's time for current events. Yeah, it has been a busy week in the nerd world. Um, let's see. There was a, there was a couple of trailers that came out for TV shows. Uh, what is it? Supergirl, Supergirl mm-hmm. for CBS. Did, did did you all see that? I did not. Did not see it. You didn't see it. Mm-mm. I mean, I know of it, but I didn't see it. Okay. It's uh. <laughs> Okay, well, let, let me let me preface this. They actually released two trailers. They did the first one, which um, – d- did you see the um, – SNL did a, a parody of uh, Black Widow? Yes. With, okay. Mm-hmm. So that whole like rom-com mm-hmm. Black – so basically the actual trailer for Supergirl – was that? Yeah. But oh. like, but like they were being serious. Like yeah. that's what they yeah. released. There was no joke. There was oh. no irony. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Bad. yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it was like. And then of course the way the internet treats things, uh, <laughs> they took a baseball bat to it, including <laughs> us. We were no. We. Yeah. We. We yeah. took we took the footage and we edited out all the cutesy stuff and we took out the color and we made it as if Zack Snyder had directed it and uh, we put it up on YouTube. Uh, so we weren't any kinder than the internet yeah. was, but and it actually makes it look pretty awesome. No, really? it did. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, because it's got he put like the Man of Steel music over it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like super ominous, and mm-hmm. then he took out all the fun of like rom com stuff yeah. out of the trailer, and it's just action sequences. So it looks like really depressing, like Zack Snyder yeah. would have made it. Yeah. yeah, it's done really well. So how was the second one that they released? Uh, apparently, the second one they released was 
all action. Okay. Like ah. I think, yeah, oh, cool. I think they they saw the <laughs> the error of their yeah, ways. They saw the reaction of the internet. And they were like, somebody fix this. <laughs> so, which is sad because I'm I'm excited about the prospect of this show. Me too. Um, you know, I, I I like DC. I want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that I don't I don't know. It was like the scenes of her trying on different uniforms really yeah with her friend with her male friend who's like making them i don't know it's weird yeah it's got it and there's there's if you a get whole, a chance go yeah, go look, wow. it up. look at it there's a whole like devil wears prada thing yeah. going on in there it's it's so weird it's yeah i was i didn't because it would switch back and forth so it would be like oh hey i'm in the devil wears prada oh hey i'm supergirl Oh hey, I'm on Gilmore Girls. Like they just, Ooh. yeah, it and was. This is for CBS, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and that what was weird is that, like, because of the way it, the whole thing was that it, it kind of made the action sequences less impressive because that that whole I'm just a girl kind of vibe was all over the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, but uh, yeah, I think they got the message, so they released that new trailer. <laughs> but. Uh, I guess also the CW released a teaser for um, their DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I which, didn't even know that was a thing. I which didn't is either. A, it's a spin-off. Yeah. I, you know, when it comes to those kinds of things, I kind of pay attention because I like Flash and I like Arrow. There you um, go. But it's a spin-off sort of of everything because it has um, the girl who played Sarah. Like, I, or, but first off, are you familiar with? Uh, Flash or Arrow? Do you watch either one of those? Familiar. I Familiar. not. I am not a geek over it. Okay. Uh, well, there's the and you. I know you're so far behind. I know who all it's, the characters okay. are, Mike. I'm not that far behind. Yeah, but I'm if you have more similar to him. If, yeah. If you haven't watched the current season, you might not know who's dead, who's alive. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, no. I. Yeah. I do. So there's a character that died in the the list this current season and yes. she is now alive again uh on this show yes for whatever because they're superheroes whatever yeah nobody uh, ever dies but in a, but in Brand- a superhero universe brandon ruth who has come back as ray palmer is also going to be on this show as that same character as the adam as the adam and then, and then uh, they're bringing what captain cold yeah captain cold and heat wave or whatever his friends whatever his buddy's name is who yeah, is fire right. uh from the flash they're coming over and then also one of the characters who makes up Firestorm is also going to be on there. So I like the preview for it didn't make it. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it at this point. I'm excited that they're expanding their television universe because I think they do that well. Yeah. Yes, their TV universe. I think they do a really good job. It's their movie universe. I'm I'm just not yeah. on board with. So, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah. People uh, seem to be really excited about it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, it's you know more abs. <laughs> It's the CW. Is that what it is? It's the I, I, well, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, no, me. that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else you would need because really, I feel like in order to audition for a DC show, you can't do it unless you have abs. In fact, I'm going to say something right now, CW. Uh, there was a lack of Stephen Amell abs this season. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, they were there sometimes, but there was not enough of them. He was fully dressed too much? He was. See, I knew there was a reason I didn't need to watch Arrow anymore. Thank you. But then what do you guys feel about the CW show then, uh, Jane the Virgin? That's not like a normal, you know, the people don't look like that or have those abs and the females don't look like the hot, hot, hot supermodel. That is true. I was that just curious true. if you had thought I have, about I, it. I haven't, haven't actually seen the sh- that show. Part of it is my, my girlfriend, every time she sees a trailer for that show, she's like, <sighs> 
So why does she do that? I she she just thinks the premise looks retarded. Yeah, so totally. we have never sat down to actually watch it. Um, nor have we seen what's that other one? I Zombie. I Zombie. Mm-hmm. Have you have you watched no. that? No, I haven't seen that one either. But I haven't seen it either. I know it's I've really popular. I've watched a little bit of it. It's you would you pervert. <laughs> God, John. God. It's on after Flash, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I Likely watch Flash, story. but I don't watch that. <laughs> He's like, well, it was on, and I just didn't want to get off the couch and uh, change the channel. So <laughs> no, I just and didn't I just to... made a new batch of popcorn, so I couldn't really <laughs> didn't want to lean over and grab the remote. Is what it was. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. No, it's uh, it's all right. I've heard. Yeah, I actually haven't heard. And that, too many that bad one is actually about it. it is based it's... off a comic book as well. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right, well, uh, let's move on from television to movies. Yeah. Uh, Mad Max yeah. Fury Road came out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so you both saw it? Yes, yesterday. All yes. right. You oh, have not, so. You so, pointed to me. We no. saw it together. So oh, okay. It was, oh. It yeah. was dumb. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I was I was doing that for the purpose of whatever. I was, no, I was making conversation, Derek. No, it's Thanks. fine. It's no, totally that's fine. I'll just cut you off. I'll just, I'll just mute you for the rest of the show. Uh, so what did you guys think? I hated it. Wow. wow. I literally walked out. It's my third movie I've ever walked out of. Yeah. You walked out? I did. I I could not handle it anymore. Okay, so what did you hate about it? I there was no story. This is I, I can't argue with you there. I am true. confused. I I felt nothing for any of the characters. I did not know why it was called Mad Max Fury when it was all about freaking Furiosa. Yeah. Furiosa. I was very confused on that. Um, I don't even know why they started out with him. Like it should have started with her. Um, I loved again, uh, the symbolism for women and going back and kind of empower, re-empowering themselves. Mm-hmm. I loved all of that. I thought the action sequences were great, a little too long. Um, but I, I seriously did not know what I was watching mm-hmm. and I did not care. And I got a little nauseous a couple times mm-hmm. and I just. I went by myself and I, I, no joke, yeah, about an hour and 15 in, I just had to, I wow. had to go. Wow. I think yeah. you're the first person I've heard say that. Yeah, people are shocked. I mean, yeah. I, I put it on Facebook. I mean, no joke. I was like, I think I've got to walk a quote that I liked and then I had to walk out and friends of mine, females were like, I can't believe you're saying this. We're so confused. We would think you of all people would love this. Yeah. And I, I did not at all. Like mm-hmm. I despised it. Although I can't, I can't argue with that because we, um, we have another show with a couple of uh, British friends of ours who, who do movie reviews, mm-hmm. and their review basically said that they loved the movie, but they thought that there was a, la- a severe lack of any exposition. Yes. Yeah. And so if you, even if you had seen the previous Mad Max films, and eight, this, what is it called? Like, well, I thought it was based on, right, eighteen eighty six, eighteen, right. This is a remake from an older. No, no, am I crazy? It's, no, it's I don't know. It's like a it serves as like a remake and of a, a western sequel. Oh. No, so Mad Max uh, was made. Mad Max is original, right? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's George Matt, Miller's it Mad Max from the from the seventies. Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. And then they made uh, the sequel called The Road Warrior, and then Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Um, but I mean, those were made so long ago. Yeah. So, yeah, but this like, wasn't no. about Mad Max. No, Literally, it wasn't this at was all. Not about Mad Max. <laughs> no, I was it wasn't like, at all. I wanted to see more. That freaking thing was on his face for so long. I was like, are they not going to take this damn thing off his face? <laughs> <laughs> like that bothered me. I knew nothing about him. I'm like, great, okay, I know it's going to happen. This is so boring. Mm. Right. I I can't I can't argue with it because I I enjoyed it and I I really really liked it a lot. But 
that was my biggest complaint was that there was no exposition and I I feel like he did it on purpose okay. and even though he was even though it was purposeful I was still just kind of like can you tell me what's going on yeah can you can you just just tell me man I all we've watched are superhero movies mm-hmm. we don't need you to be artsy anymore like just give us some kind of exposition so we know why we should care like I I really liked the empowering of women yeah. uh, aspect of it. So I didn't mind so much that it wasn't about Mad Max. I really enjoyed that there really was no damsel in distress. Totally. So even even the wives that were kidnapped, all of them do something and like play up. They're not just like, oh, my God, we're slaves. Like yeah. They really were – it was very empowering, and I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. But you could have just called it Fury Road. Like, yeah. That's, it. that's all you that. – could have just called it that. Yeah. It would have been I just, fine. I just kept wondering like – but why were you enslaved to begin with? And like, what did they do to you? Yeah, and that was I'm yeah. Like, was the thing. Okay, because you all look gorgeous, and they sure did take good care of you. So you didn't look like the other fat women. They were pumping the milk. It was. And what was up with the milk? What did the milk do? <laughs> do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, I'm like these well, are normal questions. I'm not crazy. Well, this I mean, is the I thing. Am, like but... I, I'm actually familiar with the previous Mad Max films, and and I wasn't even really sure what was going on yeah okay then i'm not concerned. yeah no no it's not you it, yeah, no, that, it, does, it, it doesn't help it, to be familiar it legitimately, with it because the, the basic premise of the original mad max is that the world basically like runs out of gasoline yeah and so people start just like chaos ensues and and the first movie actually society hadn't completely broken down yet but by Mad Max 2, it was. It was basically just like this film where it was okay. like all deserts. Mm-hmm. There's all these like cannibalistic tribes yep. roving, doing a lot of driving mm-hmm. for people that have a shortage of gasoline. Yes. yes. But well, actually, yes. the original the original wasn't running out of gas. It was about a there was a nuclear war. Right. That but, had taken place. But that's what ended up resulting in the whole like lack of gas, lack of water. Right. And and society turning out to be what it was. Yeah, by the Road Warrior they were out of gas and that that became the central theme of that one. But the first one it was all about basically society breaking down. The first one was about wasting two hours of my time. Oh, oh. and then I won't see Or you talk about lack of exposition. <laughs> that first one, boy. Yeah. That but that was that had an excuse because it was made back when that was popular in yeah, filmmaking. Yeah, that was the thing yeah. to do. Just like long sweeping shots yeah. of nothing mm-hmm. and well, nothing happening for like forty five minutes. Well did you time. hear about this 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 uh, men's rights group that's that's all up in yes. arms about this. Yes, I I'm did like, so much research today. And they're and they're they're freaking out. They're saying, "Oh my God, this is all focusing on women." It's like, did you watch the other Mad Max movies? They've all been like that. I mean, let's face it, Tina Turner's character in Thunderdome. Come on, yeah. give me a break. Well, and I heard because uh, my my girlfriend was reading the article about that, and yeah. she was saying that they were getting crazy about how. Just like the fact that there were women in the movie at all, it sounded like they yes. were offended by, and it's like, yeah. And then that they were leads, and then I was reading some of like, I read the article, and then I always like reading people's comments like at the end, and people like men went nuts. Like most of them were like, yeah, you know, they're um, they're brainwashing us, you know, with to to, to see this, you know, by saying it's about Mad Max and it's gonna be this like manly macho film, and then I just see all these freaking women. You yeah. know, and they're just, I, I, literally, that's yeah, like what yeah. people said. And I was like, whoa. And they're like, they're tricking us. Someone said they are tricking us into seeing this movie that is not about what we thought it would be about yeah. just to get us there. I saw the word feminist agenda thrown out. All oh, over yeah. Place, and I was way. laughing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, they, come on. I think I, I read one article where people were calling for a boycott. <laughs> they were telling men to boycott <laughs> yeah, Mad Max so because of the feminist agenda. 
And I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Sneaking feminism into our macho movies. It's like, did you did you see the movie yeah, first off? Yeah. Like, did you see the body count? Like, <laughs> I don't like, care who the protagonist is. People died like in this movie. Died. Yeah, male or female, there was a lot of testosterone yeah. all over yeah. that movie. Yeah. So. For sure. And those uh, white, like, you know, powdered the Bo- war men, boys man they scared the shit out of me <laughs> like i literally and then whatever they blew into their excuse me blew into their mouth to make up blue i also was like what oh, the yeah, heck yeah. is that thing yeah. doing um yeah because they never explain that they either. never no, explain they it didn't they didn't explain anything they don't explain why they have a short lifespan and they have to suck blood from other people oh yeah that they too. don't explain why they're white in the first you don't ever yeah. see them powder yeah. themselves up they're just white what do you they're mean all... they did, didn't explain dude they called them they called them half-lifers <laughs> there you go it's all you need that is all the explanation you Oh, no, it was just yeah, a bunch of so, extras from the Omega Man. That's oh, all. It's yeah. so. It's so. Yeah. Yeah. I I will give the the exposition on the. It was just. Yeah. And we're just everything is supposed to be important, and we're just. And, but then when but you we do don't that, know then why. nothing becomes important. Yeah. Right. And it exactly. Everything. And that was my thing. I was actually. I got uncomfortable, and I was like, you know, the whole theater was packed. It was in Hollywood at ArcLight, and. Mm-hmm. I was trying to sit there. People seemed like they were really enjoying it, which made me more uncomfortable because I was confused on like what I was watching. Mm-hmm. And then I have issues with, and I didn't realize it until I came out and moved to LA with desert, like real, like I get anxiety okay. when I don't see bodies of water, when things are so like brown and dead. Mm. And because so much of the movie was that too, I was having a visceral reaction, I wow. think with that. So it was just, it was a lot going on for me. Okay. So I guess we, cause we actually thought, I mean, I don't, I don't have those same issues with desert. I grew up in the desert. Mm-hmm. I don't love the desert by yeah. any stretch of the means, yeah. but I do think that the movie was very beautifully shot. Like yeah. They, they did yeah. make Gorgeous. a desert look. Yeah. Yeah. Appealing, I guess, for lack of a better term. But, um, but yeah, I've never, didn't actually think about it could have that effect yeah, on somebody right. if you felt that way. But you know what? I've, I've said from the beginning, love it or hate it, it leaves an impression on you. Yeah. Want, no matter does. what. Yeah. Like, if you loved it, it's a movie that sticks with you because you love, mm-hmm. if you hated it, you have very, like, it, 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 it invokes it. a yeah. strong reaction from, from you. And I think that's kind of what makes that movie so different and original for me is that, it really doesn't matter how you feel about it. it it's going to – like you can walk out of Age of Ultron and be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. That was a good movie. But it doesn't affect me no. when I'm done. I'm just kind of like, all right, on but to I the next one. But I did like that movie. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Okay. But the, but Mad Max, like it just yes. – I had to like really process yeah. how I felt about what just happened to me for two hours. Which is funny because I actually – when I would look over at you and your girlfriend watching the movie, like it, I could see that process in your face. <laughs> Because that's why when we left, that's why I was like, so what did you think? Because I could not tell. I couldn't yeah. tell if you guys liked it or not. So She loved it. She she uh, she actually loved it. And I didn't think she did. Uh, we talked about it the next day. But I thought for sure she was like, I don't know what's going on. I thought she had the same yeah. reaction as you. I thought she was going to feel that way. Because I – yeah. But no, she loved yeah, it. most of my girlfriends, like it was all women on my on my Facebook basically that were like – Seriously, I loved it. This is one of the best movies ever made. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, best best movie ever made. Ah, yeah, that'd be no. Like, we enjoyed it, but I wouldn't. Yeah. Was, there was a definite lack of, I don't want to say storytelling, but there, oh, was, yeah. there was a lack of information that was presented. Yeah. And that I so. would have actually in, I want to see more. I want to know those questions mm-hmm. that you were asking. Like, those are things that I'd want to know. If the, if the movie was just about the world. 
that he just kind of assumed we all knew, mm-hmm. that would have been even more interesting to me. Agreed. But he didn't. And so I was just like, okay, well, this is cool to watch. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I said. Like, even even having knowledge about the previous films, it did not – Do anything. didn't help okay. anything because you don't know about this – this tribe, this random tribe of uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mutants in the desert. You don't know anything about them, and they don't explain anything. And uh, they just show up, and then they do something, and then they're gone. And okay, then so is, one. is this a <laughs> sequel to the original Mad Maxes, they, or would you say they treated it like they've a, a said, reboot? No, they've said this was kind of – it was kind of both. And the way that they treat the character of Max, you kind of get the feeling like it's a, a sequel because the movie starts off with him – and he's like totally disheveled. He's yeah. got like a long beard going on, and and he's he's basically crazy. Yeah, no, like, he's, he's mad just, for okay. sure. He's been on his own for a while, you can tell. Yeah. So this and, is like like the Road Warrior reboot as opposed to Mad Max the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. If there was anything similar to it, it'd be. Yeah, the Road I mean, Warrior. it's in the. You can tell it's in the same universe as yeah. Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome, but there's nothing that really ties them together. Yeah. I mean, even. It, the plot and the pacing does follow suit with with like uh, Road Warrior and stuff because it is – it's just like everything's bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, Max is trying to save himself and then he, he gets tossed into a, the role of having to help people when he doesn't really want to but then he kind of does want to. Yeah. And then things go from bad to worse and then somehow they get resolved in the end. Like yeah. that's that, – that's the plot of every Mad Max film and exactly. that's exactly what yeah. this was. So okay, well, except that he had a lot more, I guess, help this time. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what my wife has to say. We go see it tomorrow. So all right, all right. Yeah, well, I would like to know what you think about that as well, because yeah. uh, now, and I know the show before us, Fanboy Universe, was also talking about yeah. the film too. So well, my, it's uh, it's gonna it's a hot topic right my now. My dad yeah. just messaged me and asked me uh, if any of us had seen it and if we should all go see it on Memorial Day, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't. No, if you'll like, but it has it has like a ninety nine percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean, and I do my research before I go. I did all this research. Yeah, and it's, it's, sorry, I'm still mad. No, no it's <laughs> totally, it's totally fine. I that because like I said, I loved it, but a ninety nine percent certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes is a little bold. I, I don't. That's a little bit too. Uh, the praise feel lauded like it feels, on it yeah. feels fake. It's a bit it much. It does. I mean, <laughs> it does. I was it does feel forced. By that. Yeah, shocked. I was too. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a trip to Gastown uh, because <laughs> oh. that's yeah. Well, hey, that's that's what it's called in the movie. All right. Uh, if you've seen it, you'll get it. Anyway, is <laughs> this time for us to take our first commercial break? And when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Santana Dempsey. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> She's getting the vibe of the show yeah. already. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call 909-989-0789 or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jack of all nerds, and we will be right back. It's raw, it's uncensored, it's live 24-7, it's chaoticradio.com. The game is afoot, Watson. 
But Holmes, you've already captured Moriarty. Not here, Watson. I'm talking about over at the Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery comedy dinner show where you can enjoy a delicious four-course plated dinner while you solve a hilarious murder case. And a tantalizing prize package awaits the top sleuth of the evening. Sounds like a good time, Watson. Pick us up some tickets. But how do I do such a thing, Holmes? It's elementary, Watson. Visit their website at www.thedinnerdetective.com or call them at the box office, 855-633-0080. Could I get that one more time, Holmes? Oh, Watson. The website again is www.thedinnerdetective.com and the box office number is 855-633-0080. And if you're picking up tickets for the Ontario location, use the promo code CRIME to receive a $5 discount. Well, I'll get right on it, Holmes. Excellent, old boy. I'll be here playing my violin. But Holmes... If you're looking for a fun night out, check out the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Located conveniently off the 210 Freeway in Day Creek at 12853 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga. For food and fun, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, the Roadhouse has you covered. With happy hour all day Sunday through Tuesday. A lunch menu 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. And nightly food specials including Bilderberger Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Wing Wednesdays, Thursday Steak Nights, and Barbecue Sundays featuring NFL Sunday Ticket on 14 flat screens. Oh, and did I forget to mention live music and dancing on Friday and Saturday nights? Check us out on Facebook for news and event information at facebook.com forward slash e roadhouse. That's facebook.com forward slash e roadhouse. The Etiwanda Roadhouse, a gathering spot since 1927. All American plumbing. Yo, this is Blaine from the Launchpad. Now look, there's no secret that my favorite place, my thinking place, is the bathroom. More specifically, the toilet. Now when you enjoy life like I do, occasionally the festivities of life tend to block things up. And I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about my toilet. When this happens, and my trusty old plunger won't get the job done, I call Anthony with All American Plumbing. All American Plumbing. 855-893-3601. With All American Plumbing, you get that user-fixer confidentiality that you demand. I can't be having the whole world know about the logjam I'm needing to pay to get cleared. Right now you're doing that I understand look because I know you do. 855-893-3601. Seriously, though, we take our cars in for service, we see doctors for checkups, but we never do anything for our plumbing. You know why? Because we wait until it breaks. And when it does, and I assure you it will, having a trusted company like All-American Plumbing on your side is a must. 24-7 response times, flat rate billing regardless of the time you call, straightforward answers that are going to get to the bottom of your problem. These are the things you're going to need. Anthony and the guys at All-American Plumbing will give you that peace of mind. All-American Plumbing, 855-893-3601. Their toll-free number again is 855-893-3601. That's 855-893-3601. Or find them on the web at aap-allamericanplumbing.com. That's aap-allamericanplumbing.com. All-American Plumbing. Riddle me this, Batman. Where can I find the best selection of comic books in the Inland Empire? I'm not playing your twisted game, Nigma. Oh, just answer the question, Batsy, and we'll let you go. <laughs> yes, unless you think you have something to fear. 
You might want to find someone to write new riddles. The answer is Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. They have the biggest selection of comics, graphic novels, and collectibles. For more information, visit them on the web at fourcolorfantasies.com or give them a call at 909-563-8751. Fourcolorfantasies.com, 909-563-8751. He got every detail correct. Well, who came up with this ridiculous question? You did. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll leave that to you next time. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have to let him go. But I didn't get to use my fear toxin. This is Kermit the Frog. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight we've got actress Santana Dempsey in the studio who has guest starred on HBO's The Newsroom and DirecTV's Kingdom alongside Nick Jonas. What's that like? Is he dreamy? Yeah, he's a dreamy. <laughs> Hard-hitting interview, man. I know. I asked the important questions. And the question that's on everyone's mind is, uh, what has it been like living your life sharing the same last name as Patrick Dempsey? Ooh, no one's ever asked me that before. I try to ever. be unique. You know what's interesting? I usually get the Santana. <laughs> you? More than Dempsey, it's always Santana. I'm like, oh, do you know Carla? Okay. Or hey, you like the band? So I'm very surprised of, of all of it. You're mentioning Patrick Dempsey. That's very cool. Well, I'd like to I'd like oh, to wow. leave a memorable impact. You know. like, what a weirdo. I actually no one's unique. ever associated me with Patrick. Like he's never said this to me. So um, I I have nothing to give you. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, so what what got you started into acting? Um, I well, how what got me started? I got started because my parents did a lot of uh, musicals and theater when growing up. When I was growing up, uh, a lot of community theater, and so mm-hmm. they would take my sister and I with them. And uh, so I got the itch then, uh, but I didn't formalize it until college. I did some speeches and stuff like that in high school, but I thought that theater was really nerdy. So I did not do that. Um, I played sports, and I was great at sports. Uh, and then I went to college, and I was going to do journalism because I thought you can't major in theater. Like, acting's, you know, not mm-hmm. – you can't make a living off that. And uh, within, like, three months, I realized I didn't want to, you know – I didn't want to – I wanted to be the news. I didn't want to interview other people about their stuff. I wanted to, someone to interview me. Mm-hmm. So I switched very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? It's just no funny. It's just like, wait, no wait, reason. no, hold on. I want to be the center of attention. Yes. Can we switch? We can but switch this, right? But I think that's important for people yeah. to recognize that. Oh know? no, for sure. Which is weird because I started out wanting to be an actor and somehow switched over to this. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened with that? But uh, did you get into acting? Do oh you yeah, act? yeah. I'm I am a thespian. Yes. Amazing. Hardcore like what kind of thespian. stuff? Uh, mostly stage. Um, I've I've done 
I have been paid to be in a film. Um, it was a terrible film, that's but okay. I got paid for it, so that's all that matters. Exactly. And um, and then actually now, uh, one of our sponsors, The Dinner Detective, I'm actually a performer there, so I do a lot of dinner theater. But um, I've I've kind of given up on the acting dream. Um, I when I when I actually did that film, mm-hmm. I like tried to you know I moved out this way and hit hit it hard trying to get an agent in L.A. and the kind of the reaction that I got really just disenchanted me from the whole thing, so I oh, gave God. up. But you know what's cool? Why I tell people when I hear stories like this is at least you found out first off early, mm-hmm. and then second, at least you found out and you didn't like what you heard, and then you made a decision because I feel like so many people do come out here and they hear these things and and, and instead of listening to themselves and their bodies and realizing, like, I actually don't like this industry, they stay with it yeah. much longer than they should, and they become really bitter and burn out. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really important for people to recognize how you feel, like truly feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, I love acting. I, yeah. I really yeah, do. No, but it's but different. Acting and, like, yeah. trying to be in this business are just such I'm, – I'm learning. I'm in it right now. They're just so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you got to college mm-hmm. and that – that kind of switch happened. Yeah, so I did a lot of theater. I'm a theater baby. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved um, performing, connecting with the audience, and I feel like it's where I came the most alive. Um, I had kind of a hard childhood, and I feel like I, I put a lot of that um, into some of my characters, and it was almost like a healing process, too, mm-hmm. for me. And then right after college, I moved to New York by myself. Like three days after college, my parents and I, we packed up, and they drove me. They stayed a couple days, um, and then I was there. I didn't know anybody, and it was one of the coolest and scariest experiences I've had, and you just have yeah, that, to find your own way. That, that mm. takes some cojones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, and I didn't feel like it, I mean, at the time. But it's weird. I look back, and I tell people this, and I'm like, wow, that was – how did I do that? Um, but I wasn't afraid, and I think that's why I was able to do it. I was never afraid. I never – I go back now to New York, and I feel more – uh, anxious mm-hmm, and have like mm-hmm. kind of negative thoughts on the street and things than I ever did when I first moved out. Yeah. Ever. So yeah, so I just went to New York and then started doing a lot of theater there and uh, found my own kind of footing and really got into like the commercial world and um, that went really well. And then in like 2010, 2000, 2011, I woke up one day and was just like, I think I'm done here. Like I'm getting sidetracked a lot. It's mm. not like I really want to do more TV film. Theater's not like I'm not a triple threat. I dance, but I've had four knee surgeries, and I just wasn't going no, to be on Broadway. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. And the shows that they were doing, like straight plays, they weren't me. Like mm-hmm. they, I, I didn't ever see me on stage. And off Broadway, and then off, 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 off Broadway. All of those that I've been in, <laughs> you know, you Broadway. know, way <laughs> off Broadway. Um, and you just can't make a living. And I'm not the yeah. kind of girl that wants to keep struggling. So I felt like in order to kind of change up, I need to make a big move. And uh, yes, I packed up again all of my stuff and uh, sold everything and came with four bags to L.A. And again, did not know a single person. Wow. And that transition has been that was not fun. I thought, oh, if I can do New York on my own, I can take L.A. (laughs) I really did. I had that like East Coast kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm strong. I got this. I'm fierce. And then I came out here and within six months, I couldn't find like side work. I'd had like mm. enough money to live and everything, but I was like, you know, I want to meet people. I couldn't, I couldn't even find restaurant work and restaurant work was stuff that I did in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, it was really rough. I wasn't getting out. I it was hard, man. I got slapped upside the head. There, New York and L.A. are they're both beasts, but they're both very different animals. Yes, like they yeah. are. And if you don't learn the animal, it will eat you. Yeah. And it likes eating you. It's delicious. Oh yeah. So <laughs> now I have to ask the question: Did you have a car when you came out here? I did. I mean, yeah. So I came out with some money because I just uh, booked a national Starbucks commercial, so I got quite a bit of oh, money okay. from that. Nice. So I bought a car on my third day. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I bought a car. I mean, I was set. I mean, I set myself up really perfectly. Um, but I, I think not having friends, having the environment mm-hmm. out here be so different than New York. Like I kept comparing. And if there was one thing I would tell someone that they're going to move here. Uh, from the East Coast, I would say, do not compare the two. Mm. Do not, because it will make you go crazy. Even the, I'd be like, the people are just like this, and like this restaurant, and like, where's the diversity? And everyone's like so white out here, and um, or why are all the you know brown people working in in the lawns and in the people's homes? Mm-hmm. And there's such a segregation of people on public transportation. Is mm-hmm. they're all brown, uh, and look kind of poor. Compared to New York, we are all in it together. You yeah, go on the right. subway, you go in a bus, we are all mixed. And I really had issues with that out here, and I felt very much an outsider trying to find – stay authentic to myself but also play whatever game I thought you had to play. Mm-hmm. That's I think the, the main difference is that New York can swallow you as a city, mm-hmm. whereas L.A., it's the people. Totally. Yeah, that oh, are, yeah, yes, for it sure. Is. Yeah. It really is. And I also think finding your community – Mm-hmm. I've had a really hard time. It's just been the past year that I've found, like, I feel like my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just couldn't find people that I thought got me. And I'm always a leader. And it was the first time ever that I was a follower. I was definitely my first year a follower and uh, I did not feel good. And mm-hmm. I stopped that once I realized like what I was doing, I would go home and be like, what am I doing? I had the worst conversation with these horrible people that I don't care about and I participated like that's not me (laughs) at all so I don't do that anymore at all yes so when did uh, when did things start to turn around for you in LA yeah it was actually uh 2013 um I actually almost gave up it was the first time and yeah I haven't talked about this publicly I don't think but it was the first time in my career that I um was doubting myself Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I really couldn't find work uh, mm-hmm. of any kind. And then I wasn't, I'd had representation, but I wasn't going out. So I was very confused. And then I had applied for the ABC Talent Showcase, which about 10,000 people apply for that. And um, I ended up getting it. And it was a two and a half, three month process and um, six auditions, I think. And they wow. pick uh, 20 people out of 10,000 wow. and you do a showcase for, you know, ABC network and uh, studios. And then you get a mentorship of an ABC executive for a year. And it, I booked that in August, 2013, that month I had basically given my 30 days to my apartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, like wow. no joke. I was there. I was packed. I had said, okay, well, I don't know what to do. And I don't want to go back to New York. Like, yeah. and I haven't, I'm from the Midwest, from Missouri. I was like, I guess I go back there, but this is so weird. I've never done this. So I kind of just, it was the first time I let go. And I just said, okay, these are, I'm just, I'm not making a decision. It's going to come to me. I know it will. And I booked the showcase and it wasn't a paid thing or anything. And that's what I knew, like really that I love acting number one and that I can do this. And I've not looked back. Wow. Um, it gave me, I think the validation just to know that like a network that I love so much or could see myself on 
was behind me and that somebody saw something. Yeah. And then from there, I, um, I met, uh, one of my, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, Wade Elaine Marcus, who, um, uh, was my scene partner mm-hmm. in it. And we became really close. And then also he's a filmmaker himself and we ended up making a film, um, that we are in together. Uh, that's for the LA film festival premiere, nice. a world premiere. Yeah. So it's just, okay. everything's just t- kind of taken off from that point. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, <laughs> which is funny. I mean, not funny, but a, a lot of, I guess, success stories that you want like, mm-hmm. they, they do have a lot of that where it's like, there's always that moment where I was ready to give up because LA is just such a bitch. Yeah. Like it's it just, really no, is. it really is. I mean, and I had no idea. I, I don't know. I did seven and a half years in New York on my own, mm-hmm. no helping hand. For, I mean, on my own after a year and a half here, I was done. Yeah. And I, I, I can't even describe how it happened. And yeah. I was unhappy. That was my other thing. I was truly unhappy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And that's, no, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I didn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, when I was trying to get an agent um, and I was, you know, like I just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I got one agency to actually like finally see me mm-hmm. because I just would not give up. Yeah. And when she she brought me into her office and she's like, here's the thing. And this was after I had already gotten my uh, – I was SAG eligible. Mm-hmm. I had done a movie, principal work and all that. And, uh, and she, she brings me in the office and she's like, look, here's the problem. She's like, you don't have a lot of experience on on paper. And she's like, and I have a ton of other people that do. Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to get them work and not you. And I was like – so I can't like how am I supposed to get the work mm-hmm. if I have to have an agent to get the work mm-hmm. but you can't get me the work because I don't have the experience yeah. and then she did not have an answer for me she and didn't she, no oh, she was just like sorry that's the that's what this is and I was just like <laughs> peace and I never like that's when I gave up I just I was like I can't I can't live like this I can't do this yeah, yeah. and and that's really how how it is yeah it really is. And the thing is, you just have to, I mean, you have to be determined, but then you have to have something that you believe is better or more interesting than whatever other client that they have that is similar to right. you mm-hmm. and, and, and not give up and also create your own work, uh, get in with people that do their own work mm-hmm. and then go back to those people and be like, here, bitches, look what <laughs> I did, you know? And, and yeah. And it's still, even with that, it's hard. And especially if you're not this, I think if you if you're not super super gorgeous, if you don't have a ton of connections, mm-hmm. or if you don't come from money, it it is and you don't again have credits or anything like you're yeah. talking about. It's very hard to start. And if someone's not willing to help and give you a chance, and there are those people out there, I, I've had it, you know. But if you don't have that, it just looks miserable. Yeah, and it's and not even acting because you're not acting because you can't go out and audition. So what the freak are you doing? Yeah, yeah, right. And actually, and I did after I had done the principal work, I had done some extra work and some stand-in work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like the people on the film that I was on, like they were professional extras. Yeah. Like that's what they did. Like oh, yeah. they I all knew that. each My other. My friend does that. Yeah, yeah, I know some people. They're having as well. conversations about yes. all the films they were on. Yeah. I did one day of extra stand-in work, and I was like, "This is not acting. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah I right. Can't can't ever do the this same. again." I did it so that my year here again. I don't think I've told anybody this. Whatever. I did some extra work too. Oh, my people are gonna be Santana. like, "Oh my god!" No, whatever. <laughs> Y'all gotta do something. So yeah, I was like, "Okay, I'm not going back to restaurants." I promised myself starting in 2010, no more restaurant. I'm not serving people. I was like, well, how can I still make money? And I'm union. Like, what can I do? So I, uh, yeah, I started doing some background work, and it 
like ate my soul. <laughs> it ate it and it just ate it. There's really no other way to describe no. it, honestly. And then the so same funny. thing, I met all these people that like knew each other and talking about these movies and how cool. And I was like, this is not cool. Like I want to hide. I was the girl that like, they would like pick the people and I would like, you know, look down, like turn my back a little bit, hoping they would not pick me to go <laughs> and do the walkthrough in the restaurant or, you know, oh gosh, it was so terrible. <laughs> But you get paid. Yeah. 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 That is not acting. If they think that's acting, I'm so it is it is a no, it's technical. And you are helping create You're a set piece, essentially, is what you you are. are. They tell you to move. I mean they literally say walk here, walk back. It is all it is I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And actually in standing work, uh, like I was just I was just booked to be an extra, but then they didn't have a stand in. For somebody that was short, and they're like, "You short guy, <laughs> what?" Like, I need a short guy for yeah, my film, the no, short guy. Absolutely. And so they they brought me in to do standing work, and they said it paid more. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Whatever, just point." Yeah. Like, I I'll do anything it takes to not get fired. Let's go. Like, so, uh, and all all the standing is is you literally stand in the scene where the actor is going to be while they set the lights yes. around you. Yep. So you get to hear yes. the director and the cinematographer talking about what the actors are going to be doing. Yeah. Yes. But you don't get to do that. Yeah. Like, it, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And this is why I have always been in the crew. <laughs> Which I and I got along with the crew the most when I was like an extra. I was like, oh man, maybe I should just be a PA. You know? <laughs> I did. You know what I did do? I didn't do stand in, but it was similar. I did. Um, I was. Oh my gosh, what is her name? Um, baggage claim. You know the movie Baggage Claim? Yes. Uh, yes. That came out a couple of years ago. So I was um, and I, uh, Laura London. I was Laura London's um, body double. Okay. So again, it's kind of like standing work, but they made me basically like wear her clothing and they mm. did actual like shots of me, like inserts of my hands. We had to like – the audition was me putting out my hands with other like mixed race girls and uh, the director comes out and he like picks which skin tone matches and looks the most like her hands. Wow. It was the crit in arms. Yeah, so I had the closest skin tone to her. This is how horrible I will never do something like this again. <laughs> and I mean, on just so many levels, on just yeah. so many levels. And uh, yeah, I got picked and I had to like fit into her clothing. And then I have inserts. I did like 10 hours worth of different shots uh, because they couldn't get her, I guess, to come back and they needed it. So it, I felt a little, I did feel kind of cool with that because they were actually like taking some photos and I felt, you know, but it was not acting. (laughs) 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 What, uh, what has been, what has been your favorite um, film or television project that you've worked on recently since you've been out here? Honestly, it's probably my pilot that just um, came out called Life's a Drag, okay. um, which yeah, I'll have to send it to you guys. Um, I, it, we have, we had our premiere last Monday, um, but it hasn't gone uh, viral yet. But I think that's my – I like that one the most because it was written for me, number one, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And then two, it was a character that is the most similar to myself. Um, I play a lot um, of nerdy – uh, dorky caricatures on TV a lot and they're not really me and I feel like I'm always and I, I get the funny girl I'm like the okay. sidekick a lot mm-hmm. and that's not the way that I, I think I present myself or who I am mm-hmm. so this character Noelle Watts was really grounded she was a leading lady she I mean it was my first like leading lady role and who was the straight man and it was very challenging for me and I love a challenge and I also 
was so afraid to do her because I thought I would be boring. Mm -hmm. And that was my biggest fear because I always am funny. Even if it's in a drama, uh, I'm, I'm funny. And this was the first time that I had to really just be. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. And uh, we watched it for the premiere and I was good. Like I was good. What? Why are you laughing? It's just right now. It was just the, the way you did it. You were like, no, but like, guys, I was really good. I, I was. Watch it. I'm, I was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh, what is what is the show about? Um, so it's called Life's a Drag, and it's about my boyfriend, um, Mel, that is basically a struggling actor and that also can't make it or is not making it. And um, I support him, and he's about ready to get evicted from his apartment, having a really hard time. So one of our sidekick best friend um says, "Hey, well, why don't you, if you need money, like in a couple days, like um, or a couple weeks, why don't you do drag?" There's this like drag mm. competition. Why don't you do drag? And I'm a makeup artist. So he agrees and we transform him into a drag queen. And it kind of ends the pilot with him having a whole amazing performance. It was like, it is a great, great performance. He wins this drag contest. And then they're like, you know, you're going to go to nationals kind of thing. And he looks at me and it kind of ends with uh, um, me seeing that. He likes this and this is my straight boyfriend and <laughs> and 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 just those questions as yeah, the season, right. you know mm. continues on identity sexuality sure drag um what that is and relationships yeah it's really interesting we go there it's super funny but we it's it's gosh it's good like we have something guys it sounds we do. it sounds fascinating yeah. actually yeah it's, it's really cheeky and but also touches on topics uh, in such a subtle, interesting way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's been my favorite so and, far. And where uh, where will people be able to see this? I'm not exactly sure. It's going to be at the end of the month, um, but I believe it will be streaming on YouTube. Okay. Um, but when I have the information, I'll definitely get that to you. Yeah, send it along, and we'll make yeah. sure to share it. Okay, yeah, cool. Absolutely. That'd be great. So, yep. uh, well, it's time for our next commercial break. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. Oh, so, so you're just saying commercial break this time, not the yeah. gas thing? Nope, not the gas thing. He, Mike has this about, thing. We're not talking about Mad Max this yeah, time. Yeah, he's trying so. to do. He tries to do a, a pun or some silly that play is, on words. That is so not true. It yeah, is, it I is noticed true. it, and you didn't do it this yeah. time. It's I just, wanted you yeah, to. Because he had nothing. Hurtful. He had nothing. That's right. just oh, that's why. Okay. That's exactly he was just too enthralled with me and what I was talking about, right? I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So anyway, it's <laughs> off to the drag races for us guys. Oh, there we go. Because we have to take another commercial break <laughs> yes. right now. Oh. Yeah, suck it, Derek. I knew you wouldn't let me down. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Santana Dempsey. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 909-989-0789, or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jackofallnerds. We will be right back. Because the rest is just a waste of time. What's a gastropub? I asked myself the same question. Then the good folks at DolceGastropub.com explained it all to me. You see, gastro means food. And we all know what you get at a good pub. Beer. So, a gastropub is the perfect blend of food and beer. And nobody does it better than Dolce Gastropub. From the hamburger of the month to the fresh salads. 
amazing appetizers to their macaroni and cheese grilled cheese sandwich, all topped off with the best combination of local beers. Dolce Gastropub has you covered. That's Dolce Gastropub in Montclair. Find them on the web at dolcegastropub.com, and I will see you there. What does it mean to be an American? Baseball, apple pie, 4th of July. At M.K. Smith Chevrolet, it means much more. Honesty, integrity, and pride in a hard day's work. Nothing embodies what it means to be an American more than M.K. Smith Chevrolet. Suburban and freedom, Camaro and choice, Corvette and strength. The story writes itself. Find us at mksmithchevrolet.com and join us in celebrating what it means to be an American. Second to none since 1941. M.K. Smith Chevrolet. It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap-Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Bobby Christina Houston's family are at odds as irreversible brain damage makes her chances of a full recovery slim to none. Father Bobby Brown wants doctors to take a crack at using heroic measures to save his daughter. Oh, and if there's any crack left over, he's happy to take that off their hands, too. Fox Television gave the green light for two more seasons of their long-running show, The Simpsons. Unlike NBC's The Biggest Loser, whose runners require more short and frequent breaks. Justin Bieber was back on stage for his first full-length performance in nearly two years. Kanye West watched from offstage, taking time off from supporting Jay-Z's wife to support ushers. Mel Gibson made an appearance at a premiere for the reboot of his original Murphy. Appearing in last year's Expendables movie, for Gibson, thankfully it wasn't about what his ex-wife buys with her $425 million divorce settlement. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap-Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Wrap-Up. Have you ever fell victim to a misleading furniture ad? You know the ones that overpromise and underdeliver. Most of those companies promise big savings but always fall short. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture in Rancho Cucamonga is here to change your furniture shopping experience. Quality, a huge selection, and the best pricing. Comfort Plus has it all. You can furnish your entire home at a fraction of retail pricing. Call Comfort Plus now for our current specials, 909-481-3300. Comfort Plus is conveniently located on 4th Street between Archibald and Haven, just north of the 10 Freeway in beautiful Rancho Cucamonga. Comfort Plus Mattress and Furniture offers your family a difference you can feel. For more info, go to comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. Make sure to mention Chaotic Radio. That's comfortplus.biz or call 909-481-3300. Arsenal. Hey, Kevin. What's up, Blaine? I told you we can't bring Chris with us to Soccer Warehouse anymore. He just can't handle all the cool gear the Soccer Warehouse has in stock. I know, I know. Soccer Warehouse just has too many things to look at. His brain is on overload. I have an idea. Next time, have him go to SoccerWarehouse.com at home and he can shop online. That's a great idea, Blaine. We'll leave the Eastvale and Victorville locations for us civilized shoppers. We just can't take this guy anywhere in public. Such a shame. Kevin, it's not his fault. Soccer Warehouse's selection of authentic gear is second to none. He just doesn't know how to handle it. Again, you're right. Soccer Warehouse is mighty impressive. Oh, and I need that new United kit. And I need that change kit. And the home shorts. And the away shorts. Stay with me, Kevin. Oh, no. I'm losing him, too. Dang you, Soccer Warehouse. You're just too good. Today, you ate Greek yogurt. 
You took the train. You wondered why people spend so much time reading celebrity blogs. You read a celebrity blog. You planned a workout. You skipped it. You did all the things that one normally does the day before a devastating earthquake shakes the community to the ground. You never know when the day before is the day before. Prepare for tomorrow at ready.gov slash today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ed Council. Are you looking for a home in the IE? Check out ierealestateinfo.com today. ierealestateinfo.com is a free service to home buyers looking for their dream home. Our simple service lets you be in control. Tell us what type of home you're looking for and we will do the rest. No more searching endless websites, reading sales sheets, and driving around only to find out the property you want was sold or worse yet, misrepresented. ierealestateinfo.com will email you a list of the homes you're looking for. Simple and easy. ierealestateinfo.com. Your time is valuable. Stop wasting it. Brandon. What's up? Dude, we have a new partner here at Chaotic Radio called PuroClean. Have you heard of them? Name sounds familiar. They're the people you call when you have water damage or mold, stuff like that. I remember waking up on Christmas morning to a flooded house. Totally sucked. PuroClean also handles biohazard waste and fire damage. Man, these are some good dudes. PuroClean can handle all of that? Yep. Go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300. That's it? Just go to PuroClean.com or call 909-360-5300? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's all you got to do. They're the paramedics of property damage. So PuroClean handles water or fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup? All of that? Swear, Brandon, nothing gets by you. Sharp as attack. Look, if you don't believe me, listen to the man himself. Hello, my name is Ruben Terrazas, and at PuroClean, water damage, fire damage, mold, and biohazard cleanup is our business. Let my highly trained staff ensure that your home or business are safe and secure. PuroClean is approved by all major insurance companies and ready to restore your property today. Call PuroClean today, 909-360-5300. Or go to PiroClean.com today. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. The only show I listen to when I'm out on patrol in Gotham. Why? Because I am vengeance. I am the night. I am a really big fan of the show, so keep listening. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight we have actress Santana Dempsey in the studio and we're talking about acting and stuff. <laughs> we are. And such. <laughs> and stuff. Um, so I was just reading here that you uh, did a Lifetime movie called Mega Church Murder. Uh, I did. I, and I know we briefly mentioned this over the break, so I want to I talk about this. What I love is the fact that it's called Mega Church Murder and it's on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. But, but I, you were telling me the backstory here. That's very fitting, though, yeah. right? I think Mega Church Murder is very fitting for Lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. So what's it about? Uh, so you know, you know, a mega church murder. Okay. Um, I, yeah, oh well, yeah. Of I know. Course. I know. I love how how Lifetime does that. Um, it really tells you everything right there, so yeah. you don't even need to go. See and we've already movie. established you know. that you're really big on exposition, so I really. Uh, Mm-hmm. I appreciate the elaborate well, story. On. She didn't well, say I she didn't... saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in the movie. Okay, that's very different. I just memorize my lines and I go. No, um, yeah, it was actually a really great experience. It was my first big movie. Um, it was originally called Shaker Point, and we made it as a um, a, a low but like modified low budget like indie movie. Mm-hmm. It was originally called Shaker Point, and it has a great cast: uh, Mike Beach, uh, Tamala Jones. Corbin Blue, Little Romeo, Shanika Knowles, and myself were the main cast leads. And so it was my first time just working with all of them. I was a little starstruck. Malcolm Jamal Warner. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I totally forgot about me. He, um, and I don't know how I forgot about you, Malcolm. <laughs> um, never again. Uh, but yeah, it was just my – it was just so many cool people I grew up watching, and I couldn't believe I was actually in a movie with them. And we shot this last year, this time last year, and – it was kind of life-changing. Uh, Lifetime ended up uh, buying it in November, and then they switched the name, and then it, the premiere and everything got moved back. So we didn't um, actually premiere until February 7th of 2014. Okay. So about nine months later, and it's been kind of a dream come true. It's a crazy movie. I play a nerd. My name is Harlow, Harlow Gilman. I'm this 18-year-old high school student that they afro my hair out, and I wear glasses but huge glasses you'll never see me in the movie without glasses um i wear dinosaurs and cats and nachos i'm a comic-con nerd she's really awesome um she has like a robot in her in her uh, bedroom and um i'm the tech savvy friend that basically decodes kind of like what happened with the murder so, I feel yeah. like she'd fit on our show very well. Oh, she would. She, oh, Harlow would fit. No, seriously. She would be knowing everything about everything. I'm the one who has to do a little research. <laughs> That's, or you could just be my co-host and not do the research. Oh, well, that was not a jab. Nope, nope it was true. Nope. That's why. <laughs> I, know. I know. I can't even take it a slight because it's <laughs> so true. Yeah. It's okay. Are you trying to do research on me right now? I, I was Were actually. Really? I, yeah, oh I was reading. God. I was reading the plot of *Mega Church oh, Murder*, yeah. so I could keep up with the conversation. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I have to ask this: um, seeing as that the movie started out something else and then was bought by Lifetime mm-hmm. and renamed *Mega Church Murder*, did they also film new scenes and add in like a like a slighted love story where a woman's husband's cheating on her and she gets revenge? <laughs> Did that did that get added in later in post? Nope. No, that was all part of it. No, no, oh, was, that was all part she's of it. She's like, that's already in there. That's no, already was... in there. Literally, there's an affair. Yes. There's several, several. Did I say that? Didn't I sound funny? Isn't it several? Several. Right? Several. That's how... If we all several. keep saying it, it's gonna sound weird to all okay, of us. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll stop. So there were several different. <laughs> Um, there was a few different <laughs> murders that happened, uh, and they didn't change anything except for there was no mega church. Like, we filmed it in a normal church. Mm. So a lot of comments that we heard, um, reviews and stuff was like, this don't look like no mega church to me. And I was like, well, it's not a mega church. Internet has no chill. Oh, yes. no. It was crazy, the comments. Like, really? Twitter? That was when I was – we were talking about Twitter before and how I'm trying to get better. That was the first time I did, like, a, what is it called when you have, like, a live Twitter uh, – I was I was tweeting throughout oh, the like premiere. Yeah, yeah, live, live tweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just that. Yeah. And that was really cool. And I got a lot of awesome followers and people's comments. And uh, somebody said I was, you know, the best part of the movie. 
I, I did get that. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay to share? Oh yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> I love it so hard. It's so funny. <laughs> so so it was not a mega church, but that's what they named it. I think it's mm-hmm. something about television movies. They like the alliteration, so it yes. doesn't matter. Like they just could have thrown any other M word in front of it. Yeah. You know, like monster church murder or something. Like it doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And all they had to do was to put a Starbucks in the foyer and it would have been done. That's true. Yep. I didn't even know what a mega church was. So when Mm -hmm. they changed the movie, I had to look it up. And then I actually, (laughs) and I do do my research. I had a girlfriend, (laughs) uh, a girlfriend on a Thursday went to hang out with in Pasadena and she was talking about church or something. I asked her like, where she goes? She's like, oh, I go to one of the mega churches in Culver City. And I was like, oh, like they really exist. And she's oh, yeah. like, yeah. And she was describing to me, which was better than the internet, actually, kind of how her church works and the way it does and how it becomes a mega church. And I thought that was so wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wicked in a good way. Wicked, like, you know, you say that in New York, you know, wicked. Yeah, wicked. Okay, cool. Wicked smart. Yeah. Mad. Whatever. You said a little Bostonian. A little Bostonian, there. yeah. No, yeah. It, was, Ooh, it, was, it was totally. Yeah. It was a little. Howdy, that was good acting there. I like that. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a vocal thespian, so whatever that, whatever that is. I don't even voiceover. You mean? No. Oh. No, I'm a vocal thespian. It's a new thing. I just started it. So. They... <laughs> I'll try to help it. Yeah. People catch on to it. Can you can you spread that on Twitter or yes. something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mega church murder. All right. Uh, <laughs> so would a me- would an actual mega church have like its own? megachurch police department to solve a murder there, some are there? big enough I feel like right They're, ours I've, did not <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have a Starbucks come on they man. Did have CSI megachurch <laughs> well I bet CSI is going to do one like that or they, but I bet they already have <laughs> but I do coming love this those fall to coming this fall to lifetime wait so then is the Scientology people are they a megachurch um, I think they're a crazy church. Um, is that? No, they have tax exempt yes. status now, so yes, they are. I don't know if they're. Oh, a, really? I don't know yeah. if they're a mega church though, because uh, mega churches require like, because I, I don't think they're they're like gatherings, like when they have their yeah, services they don't, they or whatever. They don't organize things in the same way. But it's not like that. A, a, a better example of like a mega church would be like a like a Joel Olstein type. Oh thing. yeah, like he's that's the biggest, a, right? Yeah, that that is a mega church. Okay. Well, Scientology is a mega cult. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, that because sure. mega mega churches they're they're also big on like publicity and like that kind of thing. Whereas Scientology, I feel like everything's like very hush hush. Like they want you to join, but they don't really tell you anything yeah, about it right. okay. until they try to kidnap you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cause I've been there. Yeah. So it's, um, welcome to the Scientology. Murder basement. <laughs> well, but, but mega churches try to kidnap you too. They just do it with Starbucks and yeah. See, that's <laughs> how I feel, pretty I feel like lights. The mega and... Churches, and I'm sorry, people. I really like, I'm Christian, but I do feel like the mega churches, are kind of cultish as well. They, they in a are. Way. They are. I, I, I used to be really religious, and I've I've been to a number of yeah. them, and they're they're very off putting. Yeah, and I I that doesn't make me happy. Yeah, it's it's crazy to like walk into because I mean they'll buy the church buildings. They're not even church buildings. They buy like a, an office suite industrial building, clear everything out, and then just like. There's a daycare center, and yeah. there's like six different buildings off to the side, and then there's a Starbucks, and there's a bookshop, and there's yeah. like, and you go in, and it's just like a concert hall. Uh, it's that's what my it's friend insane. said. She yeah. said in Culver City it was down like kind of out by like the airport or something. I was like, huh? That's like, is it a church? And she's like, no, it's like it's a they rent out this like conference room kind yeah. of thing. Literally what you just said. Yeah. And she's like, and there's a screen. It's really comfortable. And we sit in chairs, and I'm like, wait, there's no like pastor or preacher or someone. She's like, no, 
they're based in in Atlanta. Oh I was yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. You guys all gather and you're watching this on a screen, and and I'm really asking her tons of questions, but I was trying not to like. Sorry, girlfriend, that I won't say your name if you're listening. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, I was very confused in that. And she mm. said, you just watch it, but you cheer, you do all the like stuff and the songs. I just find that I don't. I, I yeah, don't no, it's weird. No, it's you can say weird. it. It's weird. It's like going to a movie theater. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. Like you really and and that's spiritual. And I and I guess if that works for you, yeah. that's great for me. That is something that doesn't. I don't. I think that's. I don't know how to be be able to come in tune with any kind of spirituality yeah, or God. Right. Or... Well, there's no, there's no like uh Do they have popcorn? Because I might. Yeah. You can I mean, buy snacks. I might right? try that. Yeah. Actually, most yeah. of them have <laughs> cup holders and cafes. Yeah. If it's yeah, cheaper than a like movie this. theater. Yeah, they have a food court. Yeah, you'll be set, man. Just make sure they have Diet Coke. You'll be good. You'll be all right, man. Yes. Oh, gosh. oh wow! <laughs> now uh, I also was reading that you uh, you actually enjoy documentaries on uh, not megachurches necessarily, but cults. <laughs> but I think she would but, if they made one. Oh, I would. But cults and um, serial killers, which I mean, those, not that those are mutually exclusive, <laughs> but they can be. They're cousins. Yeah, let's well, say they're cousins. You know, because I love one of my favorite uh, TV shows is Law and Order, okay. um, and I really enjoy crime. And with crime, I enjoy the – I'm not making this any better, am I? <laughs> no. <laughs> I enjoy the psychology of the crime, of the person who committed the crime, and then kind of how they got there, mm-hmm. like really got there because we all start out one way. And then these people that you know become these serial killers or serial rapists, I, I, I want to know them. Mm-hmm, from right. their perspective and truly and also like their upbringing and i i find it fascinating mm-hmm. there was one i watched oh gosh i wish i could remember the name of it <clears throat> excuse me my mom um mentioned it to me oh gosh maybe you guys saw it it's about the guy that um who was in europe and he looks like a little boy meaning he looks like not a little boy, under 18 but he's actually like in his late 20s and he um he becomes someone else what, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. What is the name of this? He basically uh, th- finds out, I don't know how he does this, that there was a boy from some rural place in the United States that has been missing for years. And he imper- – impersonator. I think it's called impersonator. Okay. okay. Impersonator or, imper- or impersonation. And this documentary on this guy, this European man that has been doing this his entire life, impersonating people. And now he's actually in jail and everything, but he impersonated this – kid that was missing and it kind of unravels the 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 family of the kid that went missing and how there were all these conspiracies on they thought the mom or the sister actually killed the little boy that went missing Uh, and i think it's called the imposter the imposter yes thank you the imposter it was one of the best i loved it it is so good and again it just doesn't explore like his psyche Mm -hmm. it also you know explores the family who said there is yeah. a family that said, yes, this is our son. He had different color eyes. He's been missing for years. That's crazy. Wow. So the psychology of people that so desperately want back their, like, family, their their people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so, yes, I do love all of that. All right. Mm-hmm. But not, not in a 
Just just because you're fascinated by it, not like for research. Yeah, I was gonna, she's not taking I mean, notes. Well, you did say you're a fan of crimes. I am. So, well, but I, not committing them. You know, I do think sometimes because I think I'm kind of like lovable. I think I'm lovable only because other people have said I'm lovable. So now I feel confident saying that, just so you know. Um, I'm not being like cocky or anything. So with that, though. I love when she compliments herself. It's, it's like my favorite thing that she does. You know who else compliments themselves? Who? Violent sociopaths. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I would be the most – no one would know. They would never think if I did it, like for real. No one would think I did. And sometimes it's a little fascinating thing about like, oh, but if I did do something awful, but like not on purpose, but like by accident, I think I could get away with it. I, right, there I'm, is I'm a just danger. Gonna, just She's throw this so out method. there real quick. Uh, in case we all wind up in Santana's murder basement, I just, <laughs> I just want all the listeners to know that we love you deeply. There, there is a rabbit hole though. If you watch too many of like the CSIs and the Criminal Minds, oh, yeah. and like you really start watching them and going, ah, I could have done it better. Like yeah. you start critiquing how it well is, they do their crime, yes. and you're like, no, I could, yes. I could be a better criminal than that. Like, like I've watched way too many to where I'm very, I'm, I'm emotionally like connected now. I know how to do things because of that. Because of the shows. Yeah. Not no, that I've done them. I haven't done them or anything. I do legitimately take notes from time to time when you're, when you're watching because you're like, oh, rookie mistake. I won't make yeah, that or one. Like, That's sure, bro. Just leave your hair follicles yes, everywhere. Your yeah. Why did you touch that? You can't do that. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> They're going to get them out. See? Yes. Now you're in jail. See? Yes. Should have listened to me. I could have got, got away with it. Or just the cameras. Our cameras everywhere. Put your head down. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the one thing about crime-solving shows that drives me absolutely banana sandwich is uh, sketches, when they get witness sketches, because in actual police-solving, witness statements, sketches, and witness, like, lineups Mm -hmm. are notoriously incorrect and and unreliable. Yeah. But in like on a television show, they're like, can you uh, if we gave a sketch artist, could you give a sketch? And then they compare it to an actual photo and it's like identical. And you're yeah. like, there's no way. Exactly. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's so many yeah things wrong, even like the morgue stuff or like any of the um, what are they like the chemist or the DNA people? Yeah. Things mm-hmm. take so much longer. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm they like, really do. OK, they say put a rush on that. Can you get by tomorrow? And I'm like, you mean in like two to three weeks? Yeah. That's yeah. like a rush. Yeah. 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 And even Not worse, the, the hair follicle, the, the hair testing and all that stuff, there was a recent article that came out that said that like 95% of all of the evidence about hair comparison is wrong. All the convictions <laughs> really? based on that. Yeah. All the convictions based on that are being tossed out left and right. Wait, wow. why? why? How did it, you, tell me more. Because it's, it's pseudoscience. Uh, basically, they were saying that the, the comparison between hair from one person to another person, uh, as long as they're the same ethnicity, is almost identical every single time. That's There's almost really? no way to tell them apart. Crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and this is just recent. In the last couple of weeks, they've been throwing this out, and it's like, oh, yeah, wow. prosecutors. <laughs> I'm going to look this up tonight. Yeah. But as long as we all know the the factual sides of the CSI shows, and that is that crime labs have very low lighting and sexy music that plays in the background. (laughs) That stuff actually happens. And every mortician lab coat is perfectly pristine and clean. Oh, my God. He and I think so much alike. (laughs) I literally was just thinking about the lab coats. I was like, oh, should I say that? Oh, they're going to think I'm stupid. Santana, I I would never, never, ever again admit that you and John think a lot. (laughs) Really? Oh, I 
like that. I like I like him. <laughs> See, somebody does. I like him. This is our first guest that hasn't yeah. called you a creeper. That's I know, crazy. Just, you know, John, she just doesn't know you. That's the problem. No, oh, thanks, guys. Maybe but... she's a creeper too. You don't know oh. that. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> it's I all mean, it's all coming together I now, mean, guys. I do, I do like the crime stuff, and maybe. I don't know. Maybe I feel like John could teach me some things. Oh maybe. God, no, that's just a really bad thing to say. Like, I see. I see really where this show's going. And Santana, I'm just gonna let oh, you that know. Got, that got sexual, didn't I? I didn't mean I'm, it. No, sexual. I'm just gonna let you know you right guys... now. I will. I will rub the lotion on my skin so that because I, <laughs> I I won't get the hose again. I don't. I'm. I don't want to live like that. Do you so. see what happens sometimes? I just talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's going to make the playoff bumper so much better, guys. Oh Seriously. I don't have a dirty mind, though. It's just sometimes I say things that comes out that way, you know? Yes, it's all it's all yeah. how people hear it. You're listening uh-huh. with dirty ears. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Uh-huh. That's what so. we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you also I just starred in a um, an indie film mm-hmm. called French Dirty that is going to be premiering at the L.A. Film Festival. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I actually have, not to, you know, make myself lower, but I have a supporting role in it. I wish okay. I had a starring role, but it's okay. I play, uh, yeah, it's called French Dirty, which I love that title. And then as I was saying earlier, my ABC scene partner, Wade Elaine Marcus, it's his movie. He is uh, one of the writers. He's a co-writer with Peter Hagen. And then I think he's going to mad me, or Hagen. Hagen, I think, not Hagen. Hagen. Sorry, Peter. And he, um, and they wrote this, and uh, Wade also stars in it. So and is one of the co-directors with his brother and I play his sister in the movie and it's a movie again it kind of explores um manhood kind of and and um and relationships and how you maybe are a lot of people try so much to follow in their parents footsteps and um feel so attached to their family and do things maybe uh, because of that, when in actuality they really just want to break away and be their own person, mm-hmm. and the story really kind of explores that and uh, explores a, a cheating element and um, love and people that we choose to love that are unavailable and um, the actions that we take and consequences. So it's a really it's um, I haven't seen uh, I, I saw a Rough Cup last year, but to get into the LA Film Fest, it's going to be our world premiere June 11th. 9 p.m. I think ticket sales open tomorrow, so go online. Uh, we'd love to sell it out, and it's good. I mean, it's, it's a heavy, great indie drama, and I, I hope it goes to Sundance. Awesome. Yeah, so you guys should really, yeah, keep a look at me. I think it's going to do big things. For okay, sure. Cool. Yeah, no, we absolutely will. And th- that's the, the most recent project that you've done? No, actually, we shot that last year as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Life's a Drag, which we just premiered. That's my most recent project. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think it just takes a lot longer for... You know they're doing this on their own too for the, those kind of indie projects to come to fruition. Yeah, right. It just and then you know just different elements kind of come. They actually had to reshoot some stuff once mm-hmm. they decided like where they were going and what the story is about. Mm-hmm. Realized they needed to do a little bit of reshoot. And I still play another funny character. Um, she's like me, but I mean I they made my hair afro again, and you know I do burpees. <clears throat> you guys know what burpees are? Mm-hmm. I don't. Hello, you don't know burpees? Do you work out? I do, but not. I don't. You know, you, he, you know burpees. He know if we did one for him yeah. during the break, he'd know what. A oh yeah, is. I'll totally yeah. show you because I do it in the movie. You, too. you know what a burpee is. Oh yeah, okay. It's when you jump up, you know, and then you hit the ground and you do like. Anyway, I love them and I do burpees in the movie. Oh, hotness! <laughs> <laughs> it's so not hot when I do it. 
the the name of it doesn't sound hot either. Did some, burpees. Did some hot burpees. Yeah, I learned it in CrossFit. <laughs> Sounds good. I was really proud of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Um, do you have so with the uh, with the Life's a Drag? You said that that was a pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we are trying to we did a web pilot. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to get now distribution either a production house to buy us. I mean, I think it's a great, great, great mo- or great, excuse me, um, show for Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Showtime. Mm-hmm. Those are really kind of, I mean, it fits into those worlds. And nowadays, like with, with the way Netflix is doing yes. all yeah, the Netflix it's, or him it's or feasible. Like it is not out of our reach. And just after yeah. the premiere and the feedback we've had, and once I'll send you guys a link, like mm-hmm. oh, it's, yeah. it's really good. It's shot very well. And especially that we kind of did it all on our own mm-hmm. on a very low budget. And the cinematography is great. The acting is great in the story. And I could see it being on one of these. So um, that's kind of our next move right now. And then we're hoping to shoot, um, episode two at the end of uh, July, end of the summer. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any other projects in the works currently that you can either? Because I know sometimes with with actors you can't yeah. talk about things. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. There's been a couple that I ended up getting just recently released from, which always kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping, honestly, there's. I'll put it to the universe right now. There's an ABC Family show that I've kind of been after for a hot minute uh, called The Fosters, and um, I'm really. I have good feelings this summer that I'm going to be on that show. Nice. Okay. So that's cool. that's kind of I feel like I have goals and I'm, um, yeah, I'm that's I'm gonna be on that show. So Sweet. that's what I'm doing. That's you say she said she's going to be on that show, so she's going to be on that show. Yep. Yes. That's how it happens. <laughs> they talk about you just gotta talk to the universe. I've been doing more and more of that, and sometimes I, it works. I absolutely believe that you've been talking to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> That was nice. And it's uh, it's time for us to talk to the universe. I don't know. Nope. No, no, nope. a bad one. To it's get. time for the universe to talk back, bitches. No. Yeah, I like that. Uh, one. There you go. Because we're going to commercial. <laughs> no, I like that one. Nope. You she were liked confident. it. She you said were yes. So you two and one. Nope. You get two nothing. And one. I can't give it to him. I'm nope. sorry, Santana. I can't. Actually, hold I gave on. It what was it? There you go. He's cut off. <laughs> so if you want to join the conversation, give us a call 909-989-0789 or messages on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds. We'll be right back. You look real upset. You have a fight with Oliver? No. I mean, you want to talk about it? I need your help. Okay. What's on it? It's a video of my dad. No, I mean, like, what's on it? It's all, like, sticky and... Is that whiskey? I got a little too carried away last night and just knocked over the booze over my laptop and my drive. Okay, so what's with it? It's about my dad. Okay. Wanna shake up the status quo? Rock the boat? Break a few eggs? Well, you've come to the right place. ChaoticRadio.com The game is afoot, Watson. But Holmes, you've already captured Moriarty. Not here, Watson. I'm talking about over at The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery comedy dinner show where you can enjoy a delicious four-course plated dinner while you solve a hilarious murder case. And a tantalizing prize package awaits the top sleuth of the evening. Sounds like a good time, Watson. Pick us up some tickets. But how do I do such a thing, Holmes? It's elementary, Watson. Visit their website at www.thedinnerdetective.com or call them at the box office, 855-633-0080. Could I get that one more time, Holmes? Oh, Watson, 
The website again is www.thedinnerdetective.com and the box office number is 855-633-0080. And if you're picking up tickets for the Ontario location, use the promo code CRIME to receive a $5 discount. Well, I'll get right on it, Holmes. Excellent, old boy. I'll be here playing my violin. But, Holmes... If you're looking for a fun night out, check out the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Located conveniently off the 210 Freeway in Day Creek at 12853 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga. For food and fun, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, the Roadhouse has you covered. With happy hour all day Sunday through Tuesday. A lunch menu 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. And nightly food specials including Build-A-Burger Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Wing Wednesdays, Thursday Steak Nights, and Bar. Barbecue Sundays featuring NFL Sunday Ticket on 14 flat screens. Oh, and did I forget to mention live music and dancing on Friday and Saturday nights? Check us out on Facebook for news and event information at facebook.com forward slash eRoadhouse. That's facebook.com forward slash eRoadhouse. The Wonder Roadhouse, a gathering spot since 1927. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up. Like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. The Vendor Cycle Works is a full-service and custom-bike build repair shop specializing in motor rebuilds, transmission work, insurance repairs, performance mods, and much, much more. Avenger Cycle Works. I am Zig, owner of Avenger Cycle Works in San Bernardino. I'm a rider just like you, and I ride every day. I am also a rider coach and know that a motorcycle needs to be in top shape. Whether it's just cruising down the road, hitting your favorite canyon, track day, or playing in the dirt, I have 30-plus years' experience and hope I can take care of your bike like it's my own. Call us today at 909-387-9700. That's 909-387-9700. Or take a look at our website at AvengerCycleWorks.com. We back our work and writing. Shiny side up. What's up, guys? Tune in every Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Blaine Humble Show. That's right. Check me out every morning, 8 to 11, as we break down all things news, all things sports, all things topical, all the things that you want to know more about. Oh, and I get to do it in my weird way. The phone number for you to call in is 909-989-0789. That's 909-989-0789. Again, be sure to join me every weekday morning from 8 to 11, the Blaine Humble Show. Only on chaoticradio.com. Riddle me this, Batman. Where can I find the best selection of comic books in the Inland Empire? I'm not playing your twisted game, Nigma. Oh, just answer the question, Batsy, and we'll let you go. <laughs> yes, unless you think you have something to fear. You might want to find someone to write new riddles. The answer is Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. They have the biggest selection of comics, graphic novels, and collectibles. For more information, visit them on the web at fourcolorfantasies.com or give them a call at 909-563-8751. Fourcolorfantasies.com, 909-563-8751. He got every detail correct. Well, who came up with this ridiculous question? You did. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll leave that to you next time. 
Oh, well, I guess we have to let him go. But I didn't get to use my fear toxin. Riddle me this. What pleases your ears while splitting your sides? It's the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I forgot that I did that commercial bumper, John, because you've never played it. Like, yeah, I, ever. Uh, it was corrupted, and I actually just got it fixed. It's so, so <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, so we're back! Yay! <laughs> and uh, tonight we've got actress Santana Dempsey in the studio. We've been talking about acting, but uh, it turns out you're also a writer yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I do dabble in it. You dabble? I dabble. Okay. What what sort of writing do you do? Well, I've written a couple, you know, short films that I have not actually, they've not come to life yet. Mm-hmm. And then also I did, I wrote and starred in um, a one-woman show called The Other Box. Um, that's been my biggest piece of writing. And actually, I think one of the most challenging. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I love it. I think writing is a great way, especially for actors, to um, make their own work. Mm-hmm. And um, writing is also really therapeutic for me. So I write, and I'm trying to write something right now, actually. The uh, I want to ask about this, because yeah. I've done a lot of theater, and I've even done a monologue show, mm-hmm. but I've never done a one-person show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that work, exactly? In, is it is it essentially just a long monologue, or is it like, what do you... I guess so. I mean, mine is, I... Hmm. I take on a couple other characters. Uh, I just had a, a last workshop of it this November at the Actors Comedy Studio, and so I switched stuff around to see if it would work and I actually transformed. I'm not an actress that uh, – or I don't like one people shows that where they become someone totally different. and like. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to tell a story. I'm a storyteller. But on this run, I decided to like kind of take on my sister and her attributes a little more and and change her voice and my mom and things like that. Mm-hmm. But and then in mine, uh, once it's on its feet, we haven't had a full uh, run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to add. Remember, I told you I used to be a dancer. I'm gonna add dance sequences, like movements for transitions. Okay. So it's not, and then probably have like some kind of a visual, you know, um, effect kind of stuff in the back. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but so yeah, I mean, it is a monologue. Uh, mine, mine kind of is. And mine's written more in like a choreo poem, kind of stream of consciousness kind of thought from like child till adult life mm-hmm. and thoughts of like in her head. So I do a lot of like repetition um, and it has like a beat to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's cool. I mean, and I, so far people have not been bored, um, but in, <laughs> in which again, uh, and I'm funny in it and I make a lot of, I know it's another compliment, um, <laughs> and, but I'm funny with, I've noticed it was the first time that I people responded to things that were and laughed at really emotional uh, scenes mm-hmm. and things that I said, like where I was very confused, like writing it was not funny. Mm-hmm. But the way I delivered it um, was super funny to people. And they yeah. felt, I don't know, people laughed at very, very odd moments. So is it originally more dramatic, but has like some? Yeah, it's. A, some I mean, it's a drama. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, it's kind of about my life, and it's about just uh, being adopted, 
and um, a birth mother committing suicide and kind of staying in a, an orphanage for three years with my younger sister and being taken away and uh, adopted by two white white lawyers and my sister and I were actually kept together she's my biological sister and mm. then moving from like Texas to from Dallas to a small town in Missouri where it was only black and white people and and having these white parents and kind of the struggles of identity and sexuality and me honestly trying to find out like who I am mm -hmm. and um amongst people that did not understand me nor did they want to or have the capacity as I got older to understand me mm. and so really discovering that and um you know a lot on on now it just got real but a lot of I was, I was gonna I was say, like, it just got real, real hilarious stuff just, guys i mean yeah real. but people laugh. i do it in a way like you always have to see it. i do it in a way that's super people that's not threatening does that well, make sense and that's, yeah, but, no. but any good any good dramatic piece you need to have some light moments yeah kind of to Pull it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because even if you guys, I mean, I love John Leguizamo. I was, ah, yeah. ugh, get out and of my he, head. And all his stuff, if you look as well, it, all his Broadway stuff. Yeah. It is heavy. I've seen all yeah. of them. And that's kind of how mine is. The way he delivers it, his, his cheekiness, his uh, delivery. Mm -hmm. He, he kind of goes up yes. and down where there's yes. really, there's long periods of just, you know, imitating people in his yes. life. And, and then he goes into like these, dark yeah just really dark personal mm -hmm. stories yeah. and then he's yeah, yeah and it they're, works they're so really works. good yeah and that's kind of mine this the same way it for some reason most of the things that i do are pretty dramatic but the way and i think i'm more dramatic as a person but then when people meet me they they consider me to be really like bubbly and energetic mm -hmm. so i think I, uh that's also my play because i'm delivering it so yeah it was crazy writing starring in it kind of producing it and standing up for an hour in front of people and talking that entire time, mm -hmm. it really is a testament, I think, to the craft and you really having to like love. Mm -hmm. what, to me, that is acting. No, truly. and it's it is really the ultimate test because that's one of the first things I, as I'm a writer as well, mm -hmm. was I wrote, directed, starred, and it wasn't a one person play, mm -hmm. but it was I was in it and. Like, you know, I wasn't the first person on stage, but you're back there listening, like hoping that the audience is going to enjoy it. Yeah. And when you have that much invested in it, mm -hmm. yep. like if, if it fails, you're just you're going to feel miserable. Yeah. But, totally. if it, but if it doesn't, then, you know, it really feels really, really good. You're validated. Yeah. And you're validated, like not just as a performer, but my story. Mm -hmm. You're valid on what you because you were the storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And. So on so many levels, it can really open up so many doors, I think, as an artist to – especially if you're an artist that has other things to offer, which I don't – the more and more I'm out here, I've realized there's a lot of people that just don't have a lot of life experience. Mm -hmm. And I do think it really helps if you've got life experience and other passions. It just enhances your career. It's yeah. not going to do anything – a negative and you have to be you know i always tell people you have to be 100 percent committed if not more and a little crazy about acting but it's so much better also have like other passions and to like marry mm -hmm. all of yeah. them yeah that's a that's of all the advice i've ever gotten when i first started stand up and uh like it basically all just boils down to don't put all your eggs in one basket yes, yes stand up is going to be the thing that you're passionate about do everything yep act right yes. do web yes. sketches do yep. whatever it is do everything because it's going to make you more diverse and then as you're doing stand-up when that opportunity comes up you're not left with like oh well i've never written anything before in my life and now 
you're you're stuck. You and don't have prepared. that talent. You're also yeah, prepared. You're prepared. And you're then ready. you as an artist, I keep saying artist, you know, because because I believe an actor is an artist and and you should have other things you're dabbling in because 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 you're giving. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, Well, it, like Christopher Titus did that. He was a stand-up for a long time and his stand-up was really all about his family and he did the show. Somebody from a network came up and they were like, "Hey, you're really great. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about like writing a TV show?" And he goes, "Oh, you mean the one like this?" And he had like 12 episodes yeah. like just already yeah. written of stuff that was based on his stand-up. And so it's one of those things where it's like if you don't know how to do that, like they're basically just going to take over your own thing. But now he was just working on you it his whole time. You have more control that he's way. Got more and control. again, you're prepared. Yeah. And then you know what you want. Right, exactly. I feel like so many people don't know what they want. And if and the only reason most of them don't is because they haven't tried. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big proponent on like getting out there. I do not sit back. I tell everybody to get their ass up, take a chance. Even if it doesn't work, then that means that's not the avenue you want to go. Try something different and like find out what works for you and then just keep at it. Yeah. Like, Which is why Santana has the murder basement. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Of all my ex-boyfriends. She's got the- <laughs> <laughs> or anyone that has not loved me. She's, she's got the serial killings to fall back on. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, Getting choices. involved in everything. <laughs> I said, just dabble in it. <laughs> See what you like. Uh, but aside from murder, you also dabble in in charity. You do, oh, you do a Lord, lot of charity that work. That connection was atrocious, and I love it. That was so bad. Yes, I do dabble in some charity work. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, so um, I'm a big uh, since I'm adopted and also like mixed race. I'm a big advocate for those two things, and I found a couple organizations that. Um, that have that. And one is called mixed remixed and they have a festival coming out in June, June 13th. And they're all about the mixed experience and that's everybody. And so I'm actually doing, I'm the moderator for one of their panels on transracial adoption, which is the kind of adoption uh, that I'm in, which means that your parents who adopted you are of a different or not all the same race as the child they are adopting. Um, so they're great. I love everything about the mixed experience. Heidi Duro is one of the founders. She's an awesome writer and um, the other one is – I'm literally just blanked. Is that bad? Uh, no, we do it all the time. Oh, do you? Here. I literally, like, literally just is it, uh Is it the do something? Oh, do something.org? No, I actually do a lot of charity stuff. Do something.org. <laughs> I'm a really good person. I did She's not say charitable. that. I did not say that. She's very charitable. Oh, my God. I didn't say that. Well, because I think it's important to give back, you know, and, like, not always just be like, oh, let me be on this red carpet. Let me take a photo. Let me take a selfie. Yeah. Uh, I watched a lot of Kim you know, Kardashian if ever, if this weekend. If you're, if you're ever over the red carpet, you know, we'll gladly step in. And, <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I don't know how I'd look in a dress, but I would be willing to give it a shot. I bet you would be hot. Well, you know. <laughs> have you ever put on a dress before? I actually have because I'm an had. actor. So. Oh, I knew you were going to use that yeah. too. But. I, did, I played, uh, what was it? What? Des, Desdemona in the uh, – in uh, Othello. It's, Othello? It's, I don't Hold like to on. talk about whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, are you being Hold for real? I am. Oh, yeah. time okay, out. I was like, it was a it was a video project. It wasn't on like stage or anything. But I have, oh, so there's, there's video of this. Hopefully not anymore. Oh God! This was, no, so. Hold on. This was before things were digital, people. It was on a like a tape, so it's probably been destroyed. Oh, conversion uh, processes exist, man. Hopefully, if anyone has it's this, been destroyed. Post it. So Look, anyway, I've, I've done a lot of embarrassing things on the stage. Mixedremix.org, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, guys. <laughs> 
yes. So I was trying to literally look up. I don't know what's wrong with me. But yeah, so do something.org is cool. They're really they're just a, a national, I think, um, nonprofit. And they're really big on like bullying and uh, they do different like weekly campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my favorites, it's called Post It. And they had me uh, post in public bathrooms all week a post it that I loved, which was You Deserve Love. And it would just be like at a Starbucks and you just go, that's written on there and you just post it. So that when somebody else kind of comes through, maybe they're washing their hands or something, they look up and they, they see this like affirmation. And they had, it started in um, high schools and middle schools where mm. they got kids to do it, you know, to kind of, um, kind of just conquer like bullying and everything going on mm -hmm. yeah. um, in high school. That's getting so much worse. I just feel like every year it's getting worse and I'm a big proponent. I was bullied when I was a kid and uh, I just think now with social media, it needs to be addressed and it's the the suicide rate amongst teens is just at an all time high and it's mm. it's crazy. Yeah. And so and social media really has allowed people to be yeah like psychotically like uh, yeah. obnoxious in ways that no normal person should be. At yeah. all. And if you have I just feel that the access because of social media, the access one has these days mm -hmm. to promote bullying to bully is and, and i mean cyber bullying is out of control yeah mm -hmm. and i am just so against it and will do everything i can to you know to smash that squash that yeah so but also there's um the other one i was talking about was called uh mixed roots and they were the first organization actually um out here that i found that that married everything mixed roots and then i mean mixed race and then also adoption um the founder holly she is um a korean adoptee and she founded this organization to basically support adoptees, meaning uh, meaning people that have been adopted. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people forget that once you're adopted, you're forgotten about, kind of. There are so many resources before mm -hmm. you're adopted. There's so few, if any, um, adult adoptee, you know, or after you're adopted, like what what happens? You're adopted for life. It's not like a thing like this. I can't change that. If someone has cancer, there are tons. You have cancer for the rest of your life basically too. Like there are so many support groups after. Mm -hmm. But with adoption, for some reason, it still carries a bit of stigma. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've never – I still deal with a lot of like abandonment issues and uh, attachment issues that have carried on into my adult life. And it's very hard like kind of realizing, oh, that comes from like being adopted and from yeah. being from home to home. and there aren't that many resources. And so mm -hmm. this organization really gives back and really helps support and create a community for adult adoptees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I dealt with the same thing growing up as well because being adopted, I mean, when you get to, to adulthood, you have all these questions about where did I come from, exactly. what's my heritage and all that other stuff mm -hmm. to, to the point where you actually feel disconnected from anybody else in society. Even if you look exactly like another person, you feel completely disconnected from them in every way, racially, yep. socially, every other way. Wait, so you're adopted? This is crazy. We should have talked about adoption a lot more earlier because I'm obsessed with adoption. I'm literally <laughs> like talk about geek or nerd. I mean, maybe I'm it's on adoption, mixed race and adoption adoption. That's so cool. So can I ask you a question real quick? I'm sure. so afraid at how much they have in common. I it's told really, you. And everybody's freaking me out. Yeah, like, actually, <laughs> the people listening, if you're listening out there, I didn't know that. Obviously, I'm asking. I didn't really know that before. And John, I'm like, so we're going to be friends. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, so I hope question? you'll have be my friend. Great. So now we're going to be murdered in the murder basement. Yes. Right. And yeah. he's going to help. That's awesome. That's, I've that got is my not okay. Tape we have we have one of the most go. amazing guests that we've had in a while, and John becomes her friend. This is this is bullshit. So John, <laughs> how old were you when you were adopted? Uh, it was actually at birth. 
Oh, you were at birth. Awesome. Are your parents um, are the same race as you? Um, yes. Uh, well, obviously, yeah. Oh, oh. oh my, my adopted parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just say your pa- parents. Yeah, well, yeah, the same race, but uh, the, the nationality thing was something that I never understood or okay or got into as far as that goes because it's European. Oh, 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 crazy. And do you have a healthy, like, experience, like adoption experience? Oh, yeah. My parents didn't keep it quiet from me. I knew ever awesome. since, you know, as soon as I was old enough to understand the concept. That's great. I, I always tell people I think the number one thing for people looking to adopt or they always ask me questions about it. And I say it's to communicate. Communication is key, key, key. Open communication and making sure the child knows like they are adopted. and It's a positive thing and like giving them information about if they want, you know, uh, their biological family. Yeah. I mean, if was, they have it. Yeah. It was nothing that was like a secret or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just me. My uh, two sisters were also adopted. Oh, so cool. So Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that with me. I cool. hope you aren't uncomfortable or anything. No, no, no. Okay, good. John, uncomfortable? Yeah, no. See, <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys would tell you that's a good thing? No. <laughs> cool. That was fun. Yes. Uh, I'm reading here that says you're an ambassador of yeah. adoption awareness. So mm-hmm. should we have, like, saluted you or done a bow? Yeah, there's, you know, there's I haven't – no, I haven't uh, I haven't created that. Oh. Uh, maybe we should, though. That'd be cool. Yeah. But not a salute. I'd, I'd want to do, like, a burpee thing. Yeah. That would be just like dope. A, just like a hot burpee thing. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to do something like that to where you, like you have to come in and do some kind of like crazy like jive move, like dance move or shaking up the hips or something. Some, some jazz hands Yeah. And... To me that would be the most awesome. That's that's the kind of stuff that I would and I do this shit on the carpet too. I'm going to do this next time. <laughs> like I'm the ambassador. Shake those hips, baby. Like you, right like there, you have to do something. You have to do a burpee to address her as yes. an ambassador. Before you even look at me, I need that burpee. Yeah. No I need eye contact. Burpee. <laughs> they just start talking. You're like, I can't hear I, you. What burpee? I hear the burpee. Uh huh. That would be fun. <laughs> I like that. I make you guys laugh. You do. You do. Yes. You do. We've, we've enjoyed you. Okay. We have I've enjoyed you too. That, that yes. sounds like we all just it, had it, it does. It, it sounds uh, sounds or like we had it sounds like we had more of a fun time than we did here. Yeah. But we have <laughs> had. <laughs> Listen, we have shared things, okay? We have yes. actually. I feel really connected. Yes. Yeah. So we there. Have. So even when we're in the murder basement, we'll at least be <laughs> we'll have fond memories to cherish. She'd be like, "Don't worry, I feel your pain. Not really, but not, not really. I feel <laughs> like there's way worse that. people we could be captured by." Yeah, I would be really nice. I would just want you to talk to me. You'd be an accommodating serial killer? Oh, I would. Yeah. She's like, listen, cool. I just <laughs> – never mind. Or we, I just want you to drink some wine with me and we talk and I just get to hold you captive. She's like, look, I just got the script. I need you guys to read it with me. Yes. You guys are going to do oh, read-throughs. Oh, that would be so cool. I live on my own. If I could have people that were readers and help me all the time at my beck and call, God, that would be hot. I hear another Lifetime movie in the works. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we should go, write you this need guy. A new project to write. Hey, Let's, we uh... should we should collaborate on something. <laughs> We'd be good, I think. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of the perfect crime, how would you commit it? I'm not telling. Oh, that's actually probably the best. Yep. The best way to commit the perfect crime is to not talk about it on a radio show. At all. All right. A live radio that's show. Actually, that, yeah, that, you just that you can't talk about Rather it incriminating, all. I feel like. Yeah. Now, now I really am scared of you. There are yeah. casting agents out there going, call her back now. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
suddenly you just get every acting role you ever auditioned for because people are afraid you're gonna murder them. <laughs> that, I would I would not mind that. You'd be I'm, okay with that? <laughs> I'm being dead serious. I would love what is that? Is that Machiavelli says that? I'd rather have people fear me than love me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's wow. hey, it's LA. You right, kinda yeah. you need that. Yeah, yeah, you need that. You do. Well, I'm working on that. I think I got the love thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we we are almost out of time, but uh, before we get to that point, uh, I do see a couple of nerdy things that uh, were mentioned aside from some stuff we've already talked about. Uh, it says that you you like history museums, uh, which actually I had to read that twice because when I first read it, I thought it said history comma museums, and then I was like, no no history museums. It's an entirely different beast, guys. Um, but then you know I I. I shared that with somebody today, and they said that wasn't nerd because everybody likes history museums, like museums. Wait, what? Oh, no, that's no. not true at all. <laughs> really? Somebody said, and I was like, ooh, I really love art museums and history museums and, like, going in with a notebook. I just literally take a notebook, and I go, and, like, I jot down things that I find, like, fascinating. And I backpacked uh, in Europe for uh, three months by myself. Where there's history? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where all the history all is. All the history. And I would just go from place to place to place, and it just – gave me so much joy and I don't love going with other people. I, I actually, I don't love that at all. I like kind of being on my own and I went to Dachau, one of the first concentration camps. Oh wow. It was, yeah. And it was the same kind of thing. It was so crazy just reading up on all of it and uh, being there. Mm. Um, yeah. So anyway, I do love. They're, they're pro- I love them. I don't know that um, I've ever been to a history museum. Oh, I have. Really? I, when I was Wait, in- are you for real? Yeah, I, I I remember when I was growing up, my, my mom was in the Army, so we moved around a lot, and there was mm-hmm. one base that we were on, one Army post, that had a small, like, tiny building. It was like a, it was, it was a museum, mm-hmm. and they had, like, some military stuff mm-hmm. from throughout history, and I always thought that was really cool because I was yeah. in, like, second grade, but yeah. I've never been in, like, it was literally smaller than this studio. Like, it was tiny, and but it was two-story, mm. but I've never been to, like, an actual museum yeah. that just has... Huh. Fascinating. Yeah, I find them. I, when I was in North Carolina and I had like the whole day to do nothing because I wasn't performing until later in the mm-hmm. evening, uh, I just went into downtown and I spent the entire day. Just, they have like a in downtown Raleigh, they have like uh, just a, a like a block of just nothing but museums. There's like so eight museums cool. there, and I think I did like six out of seven of them. I did all. They were like history museums and space museums and oh, I love like that. a dinosaur museum. Like it was awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. I yeah. spent the whole day there. It was great. You have to go. Go. You're close to LA. You're an hour away. Go. Know, yeah, they have a I, bunch of them. I know, but I hate LA so much. Oh man. I do. I um, and that's like I've I've always thought like I'd love to visit New York someday. But seeing as how I hate LA because of how many people are there. Oh, you would not I, like New York. No, I would prop my head would explode. You you think, couldn't go on the subway. No. I mean, I can't even imagine by what you just said you would you no. would I don't know what you would do. I would flip out. There's you sit, I mean, you're covered. He would become a serial killer. You are covered. Yes. Yeah. Probably would. <laughs> on the so he'd be the subway serial killer. Well, that's kind of that's where a new all lifetime my, movie. My stuff started when I started watching all that was when I moved to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's no joke there. you got to be prepared. It's a murder penthouse, not a murder basement. <laughs> yeah. You can get away with anything. A murder walk-up. A murder loft. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and it also says here that you like the Bourne series. Oh, I love all of them. Yeah, I love, love. You guys don't like this? Oh, I love. Oh, I free. Talk about action. So to me, again, what I love, it's story. Mm-hmm. I love that they go back when they just kept creating so many of them, and they kept telling even more, and it keeps me on on – the edge of my seat and I love 
love, love just the psychology stuff again mm -hmm. on how he got there. And then, and the action's great too. I it mean, is. and the yeah, fighting, no, it like, really it, is. and it's stuff that I feel like I could actually really see mm -hmm. where I think with Mad Max, it was like, that oh, is just not real. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't see that thing should have blown up like forever. Ago. See, we, we had the opposite of it. We were like, that stuntman is dead. <laughs> Yeah. Or, when we yeah. Were, yeah, when we were watching Mad Max, that's what we were like. Yep, yeah. yeah, that nope. There, there's yeah, somebody that, died while somebody they filmed died. that. He's stunt. strapped to the car. Did, like he yeah, died. They, I mean, stunt wise, they did some wicked stuff. Yeah, that. Well, like I'm pretty sure it was filmed in Australia. So very impressive. <laughs> oh, Namibia. Where was it? Namibia. Okay, well, uh, see long, that yeah, somebody's still was... probably dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Uh, but no, the Bourne series is great. It's a fantastic series. It's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish there were more. I was obsessed, and yeah, and I also yeah, love really the fun. Avengers. Oh man, I was there. Did you? Weekend. Oh, I guess that's weird because I was about to ask you about. Did you watch the Jeremy Renner Bourne? Yes. Film? Did you like that one? As I well? no, not as much. Not as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I did see it. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I still loved it. I just don't think that he is the best mm -hmm. um actor for that role. Mm -hmm. um, I just felt like he was a little well, dead. It, and it's also taking a character. I mean, the Bourne series, the original Bourne trilogy was based on books. So there's obviously more source material there. Yeah. Whereas the movie was just with, with Jeremy Renner. It was like, hey, these did really well. Let's, yeah, let's, try, exactly. to, right. let's try to milk this cow. Yeah, yeah, and I'm totally fine with them doing that, you know, but it but it just didn't play the way that the series played. And right. I just thought that he was not the actor for that. Yeah. He mm -hmm. didn't have the charisma, I feel like, yeah. um, and charm. Mm. And um, Yeah, Matt Damon. He killed, killed it. it. Yeah. And he just kept getting better. Yeah. And he was he was just and he's so likable and he's so good and he commits. Mm -hmm. I love I, I think he's a great actor. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the movie where he proved that he could do action really well. Really yeah. well. Yeah. yeah for and sure. I love when people do that because he started out kind of like as an indie guy too. And mm -hmm. that's again, I feel like people don't you have to prove it to them. You have to get to a point in your career where you're able to make those decisions and have somebody open their eyes. And I love that he was able to do that because yeah. He truly is an actor. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, well, we are now down to the two-minute warning, guys, actually, probably under that. So uh, real quickly, do you have anything coming up? Uh, I will be here in the studio next week, but uh, if you are not listening to the show, uh, definitely check out uh, the, uh, the comedy thing uh, in downtown Pomona, uh, the DBA wine bar uh, that's usually hosted by Matt and I. Uh, it starts at eight. The lineup is so incredible. So go check it out. It's free. Uh, and these are people that like you might have seen on top. Like they're it's such a great lineup. Go and see it. Actually, ignore everything he just said because you should be listening to us next week because it's, <laughs> it's our two, it is our two year two anniversary. Year I'm anniversary so conflicted. Show. I'm so conflicted. So ignore that and listen to us. Um, <laughs> Santana, thank you again so much for driving out to be on the show. With us. This has been so much fun. It's oh, been a I'm lot glad of fun. you guys have fun. I hope you don't talk behind my back though and then say you didn't have fun. No, no. Um, you will find us. No, we only. Yeah, we only. I do will that. find you. No, I had fun, and thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. I really love it. Uh, and uh, just once again, tell everyone where they can follow you on social yep, media. Yep, so social media at Santana Dempsey and Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please check out French Dirty LA Film Fest June 11th, 9 p.m. Awesome. And then, like I said, uh, just share those links with us and we'll okay, post them up everywhere. Yep. Uh, you guys can find this in podcast form on our website, jackofallnerdshow.com. After the fact, that'll be tomorrow unless you're listening to it. Then then it's later in time, uh, earlier in time. I don't know. Time confuses me. <laughs> when will anyway, then be now? Soon. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, of course, while you're there, check out our comic strip, The Dark Crusader. New strip will be coming out this week. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later.